Cura, this program is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Wellington Access Radio, make your voice heard. Kia Wellington. You're listening to Wellington Access Radio 106.1 FM. This is B-Side Stories, stories of the people who make Wellington tick. I'm Laura. And I'm Sapir. Hi, everyone. Hey, welcome to the show. We've got a great show for you today. I'm going to be talking to Chris McIntyre, who works on a website that helps people decide who to vote for. This one's like got like lists of policies, and then there's like a colored wheel, and there's all kinds of you know moving bits. So um, good for the internet age. But um, I tell you what, it's quite important to make sure that you are uh, enrolled to vote and that you know who to vote for. And um, it's not always an easy it's not always an easy decision. No, it's not always easy, and especially not with our leaders changing left, right, it and it changes all the time. Uh, today was a really exciting day, like more crazy news out of the Green Party, and then Jacinda was like, let's make a republic, and I haven't seen Bill English in a while, I think he's probably hiding, or... Yep, still trying to build new roads, just real quiet, (laughs) real quiet. Um, anyway, election fun in the second half of the show, who are you going to chat to in the first half, Sapir? So before we get to elections, we need to soak up some of Wellington's favourite culture. We're joined today by Louise of Enjoy Public Art Gallery, which is just here on Cuba Street, around the corner from us at Access. Louise is here to talk to us a little bit about a book fair that Enjoy Public Art Gallery is putting on. That'll be running from the 30th of August to the 2nd of September. Welcome, Louise. Kia ora. Thank you for having me on board. Hi, Louise. Hi. Um, Before we get to the the event of the book fair. Tell us a little bit about Enjoy Public Art Gallery. So Enjoy Public Art Gallery, to give you the spiel, is uh, Wellington's longest running independent contemporary art space. So we've been going for 17 years now. We were originally founded as an artist-run gallery. There was a group of artists working in Wellington who kind of looked around and saw that there was a gap in the kind of work that was being shown. So they really started the space and set our mantra to exhibit challenging contemporary new art in Wellington and we've been doing that ever since. So alongside our exhibitions we also run a publishing program, lots of public events and workshops. So yeah we really have our exhibitions but we also have a lot of other activities and stuff going on at the gallery and the book fair is just one example of that. So what kind of role does that play in Wellington's art scene? Why do we need challenging and contemporary art? Well, for us, we really look at art, um, you know, the value art has and often exhibitions that we have uh, quite sort of socially or politically engaged. And it's also worth pointing out that we are a non-commercial space. So that's something that's really important about what we do. So we don't actually ever sell artwork which means that we give artists the freedom to do what they want to do and we are able to support them as best we can. We kind of talk about, um, you know, enjoys a real stepping stone for artists. This might be the first time that they've had a solo show or the first time they've exhibited in Wellington. So it's really about us supporting them to develop new work. We never exhibit work that's been previously shown. So that's something else that we really love doing that we get to work with artists closely and give them advice and help them with their projects and help them to make yeah new work to show in the city and show to our audience. How do new artists find your gallery? How do they find you? 
Well, we've got, um, because we've been around 17 years, there's sort of similar spaces like us up in Auckland and down in Dunedin as well. But yeah, we have a, a reputation for doing what we do and what we do hasn't changed in that time and that we're still really dedicated to supporting emerging contemporary practice. We have an open call for proposals each year, which has just closed. I think we've got about 85 in for about 11 exhibition slots, so it's pretty competitive, unfortunately. I wish there were more spaces for artists to show. Um, but yeah, people kind of can find us in lots of different ways, but we're yeah upstairs at 147 Cuba Street. We're lucky to share the building with Peter McLeavy Gallery, which is a really long-standing dealer gallery in Wellington. Sometimes we get mistaken for them and people are a little bit confused because they expect to see paintings on the wall and we don't really do that. We're, we're quite different. <laughs> so what do you do? What is that? What's different to paintings on the wall? Yeah, well, we, <laughs> we don't have any uh, kind of set doctrine about what kind of work we exhibit so we exhibit anything we do have painting shows but a lot of new media work so videos and sound installations sculpture at the moment we've got a couple of works that are actually sitting outside on our roof um uh installation uh ceramics there's yeah a really wide range of what we do textile works just to name a few we had a telethon that we ran for 12 hours earlier in the year <laughs> We have fundraisers, we have events like the book fair, so we have new shows every month and it really changes a lot from show to show, which is one of the things that is most exciting about the gallery and one of the things that brings people back to it every month. What is it about being a commercial gallery, being the kind of gallery that chooses mm -hmm. not to sell or on-sell um, your, your artist's work? How does that make you different in terms of your management and how you operate as a gallery? So I guess it's worth pointing out that we are very luckily funded by Creative New Zealand and a little bit from the Wellington City Council. They're our main supporters and they pay our rent and our staff wages and also mean that we can pay our artists an artist fee, which helps them to make their work. But being non-commercial and not being a dealer gallery, we don't have the same requirements to sell work. So we're not there and we're not expecting our artists to make something that they need to sell or can imagine in someone's home or anything like that, which gives them a lot more scope to explore their research interests and to really interrogate what they do and to do stuff that's kind of out of the box. They don't, yeah, they're not limited by the idea of art that's sellable or art that's an object that people want to have which can be quite a different way of thinking about it. And a lot of people who come to the gallery have that expectation that that might be what we do. So it's really about inviting people in and saying, no, what we've put in here is worth a conversation. It's worth thinking about a little bit harder because the artists we show think about the world in kind of different ways and really interrogate different aspects of it through their work. So it's really about kind of creating a space for people to come in and see something that might be a bit challenging and have really interesting conversations around that. Do you find that it is people who are going to be surprised by what they see that come to visit Enjoy? Yeah, we have quite a different, uh, we have quite a range of people who come to the gallery. We have a really core audience of people who come back and support what we do. We have a lot of students who are studying art around the city and then we also kind of get people who might see us listed on a Things to Do in Wellington blog or tourists. We get a lot of 
international people who might be interested in art and sort of know of enjoy by reputation. So it's a really wide scope and some people, um, yeah, are surprised by what they see, which is what we like. And if we get the chance to talk to them, if they stick around long enough, then, yeah, it's nice for people to kind of walk away surprised and, and having learned something new, which is what we always like. Talk to me a bit about your publications and the things that you do in that area. Yeah, so as I said, you know, alongside our exhibitions, we have a really cool publication program and public events. So that's been something that's been part of the gallery from day one alongside, yeah, alongside the exhibition. So we have this, you can go onto our website and see our incredible uh, publishing archive. So with we recently, well, it's been a year now, but we redid our website and now all of our publishing is really easily accessible online. Um, and we publish new essays alongside all of our exhibitions. So alongside supporting emerging artists, we also look to support emerging writers and designers. So we will work with a writer who, and you know, help them edit their piece and really kind of support them there, which is fun. And it also might be the first time that an artist has had their work written about and kind of considered in, in that way. And it's a nice, creates a really great archive online. Um, we also do print publications. We've just recently worked with two artists, Kashil Sharan and Salome Tanavasa, on a publication called The Sea Brought You Here, which was printed here in Wellington by Pivot Print. And that brings together drawings and newly commissioned texts and images of the artist's past work in this beautiful blue cover-bound publication, which you can buy online through our website. I'll add that in there. Um, so we usually do about two print publications a year as well, but a lot of our content's online, it's really accessible, it's there for people to read, and we also run a blog for the gallery which has interviews with various arts people, and yeah, so there's a lot of, a lot of stuff that goes online, which is important for us too, because a lot of our audience is based online, they might not be in Wellington, but they're interested in what we do, so it's important for us to be able to kind of give as much as we can, and we have photos of all our past exhibitions and recordings of artist talks and interviews and things. So, yeah, there's a lot that gets recorded and, <laughs> and put out there. Yeah, it sounds like a wealth of knowledge just yeah. in one little website. <laughs> we try try do everything we can, yeah. It's got all of uh, the details of our upcoming exhibitions and how to follow us on social media and all of our events and opportunities as well. So it is www.enjoy.org.nz if anyone is interested in checking out more of what we do. So by means of a sort of segue <laughs> with all of these publications and your essays, what do you see is the role of writing to art? Why are those two so important to be connected? Well, for us, particularly the artists that we work with, you know, they have these really interesting practices and they're really invested in what they do and they spend a lot of time thinking and researching so writing really sits alongside that and that a way it's able to offer a new perspective on the work. It's a means of kind of archiving parts of the exhibition that just because the exhibitions come down doesn't mean there aren't other ways to get a sense of what had happened in, in the gallery. And yeah, publishing and art have always gone hand in hand and it's part of what we do and trying to be a, not only a contemporary art space but a critical contemporary art space and that we reflect a lot on what it is we do and why it's important and writing helps kind of contextualise or give the background to those artists and support them in that way.
Well, it's really interesting. I really <laughs> thought about it. In that yeah. Um, so I pulled this quote from your website that <laughs> I know it must be something that people mm-hmm. notice quite often. I'll just read it to you so that our lovely audience can mm-hmm. share in it. Um, you write that Enjoy works to provide the necessary critical support, resources, and audience development to realize quality projects in a dialogue with contemporary practice, both nationally and internationally. What does that really mean? What are I you guess, trying to say there? Yeah, I'll pull out parts. I kind of I'll, I'll address it in parts because that's going to be the easiest way to do that. So necessary critical support. Writing is something that folds into that. So our artists get support from uh, the arts administrators, myself and Sophie Davis, who's our manager and curator. Um, so we work, yeah, to develop new work. So we will have lots of discussions with the artists and offer them feedback, which once you've left university isn't something that you always get. And people want a second opinion about what they're doing or they might be stuck or I know we make the joke that we sort of sometimes act as cheerleaders for the artists because people get nervous about what it is that they're doing. And so that's part of that. But another part of that, as I said, is writing and dialogue and talking about what it is the artists are making and not just taking it for granted as an object on the wall, but really interrogating what it is that they're doing. So, yeah, we through a number of different means, provide that support and the resources being it that we can, we have a TV and a projector and we're able to put them in touch with people who, that they might need to talk to or get something made. Um, Yeah, we also look at, I guess people get caught up with the idea of contemporary practice um, instead of, why it might say that, instead of contemporary art. We look at artists, you know, as having a practice and again they keep coming back to this idea of research that they have these ideas that they're interrogating it's like I use this really cheesy metaphor but you know people research and then they write an essay and it's a form that people recognize you do this research you think about this and then you write something and artists work in not dissimilar ways but the things that they produce at the end of it are objects or film or these things that go out into the world and a talking point so that's one way to look at what they do and what that sort of term practice means there and we also value you know what artists do here in relation to what artists are doing across the country and what artists are doing internationally and it's important for us to say that no what you're doing is important and it relates to what other people are doing and thinking about because there are always trends or really important issues that as things happen in society kind of come to the forefront and artists are often you know, some of the first people to be thinking about those things. Oh, sounds <laughs> like you've got a real package there, like a little nest waiting to cradle the artist. <laughs> we, we do the best we can with, with what we have. So the book fair. Yes. Why You've got this amazing Enjoy Art book fair. Mm-hmm. What are we going to see there? So this is the third year that we've run the book fair. So I um, started the fair when I first started the job because... It was originally about thinking because, you know, so many galleries produce these amazing publications and we pour so much time into it and our artists do and our writers do and you have the launch or you have the show and there's sort of a bit of hype around it and then often you kind of left with boxes of books <laughs> sitting in your cupboard. Um, and I know this is true for so many galleries. So from that point, it was about bringing all of this out of out of hiding and putting it on display and giving people a chance to come in and buy it and take it home. But again, it's also about supporting arts publishing and 
bringing all together in a room and connecting with other galleries um, and design studios and independent publishers around New Zealand. So it's a nice opportunity for us to be able to send out emails and have other galleries. And though they might not be in Wellington, there is a small part of them that is, is here for the week. And it's just a really fun time. We always get lots of people in and different people who might not have been to the gallery before. And so it's a nice chance to introduce them to what we do. So this is your little project, actually, your baby. <laughs> uh, it has been. Yeah, it's pretty, it's easier to run um, than it may sound. But yeah, it's always one of my favourite times of year. I get very excited when all of the packages start arriving. Mm -hmm. I have to try, you know, budget myself not to spend all of my money on the books. But yeah, we've got uh, over 15 vendors from across Aotearoa and a few from Australia as well. And that ranges from sort of, yeah, well-known galleries to artist-run spaces to we've got Bryce Galloway zines coming in. We've got uh, Unmagazine, which is a critical journal from Australia who sent over copies. So, yeah, it's going to be a fun week. Any particular highlights that you're just Ooh, tickled about? What am I really looking forward to? Um, yeah, Bryce, Bryce Zines are always a fan favourite. He does a zine called Incredibly Hot Sex with Hideous People, mm -hmm. which the title alone is enough to get people interested. Uh, Matters Journal just produced their issue seven, and I'm doing an interview with the editors at the moment, which will be out next week. Um, and that's a really great, great read. We've got remote photo books from up in Auckland who will be sending uh, their specialist like, photography distributor, and they'll be sending some of their books down. Uh, Tetuhi have just produced a publication for their exhibition, The Hive Hums with Many Minds, um, which really looking forward to reading. Haven't seen it in print yet, but have been following it online. So, yeah, there's quite a quite a range of different stuff, and I think people are always surprised by the not only what the books are about, but also just how beautiful they are. They are. There's some really amazing, talented designers in this country, and when you give them the opportunity to work with artists, the rules are able to be broken a little bit. So they're able to have a bit of fun with the design. So a lot of the books, you know, kind of play with that in really interesting ways. The details. It's mm -hmm. running from Wednesday to Saturday. Yes. All of the times are available online, is that right? Yeah, so uh, it'll be open from 11 till 6 on the Wednesday and Thursday. Unfortunately, we are closed during the day on Friday because we are hosting a publishing workshop, which sadly the applications to participate that in that have closed, but will be open for a late night on Friday. And then we do have a public program um, of conversations on art and print on Saturday, which is free to attend and all are welcome. What kind of event is that? What's happening there? So we've got three talks uh, structured throughout the day. So in the morning at 11am, we have an artist talk by Matthew Galloway, who's a designer based in Dunedin. Uh, he's recently done some really interesting projects called The Ground Swallows You, which uh, was presented, part of it was presented at a refugee camp in Western Sahara. So he's really interested in the link between New Zealand and Western Sahara and how that... Uh, impacts our uh, kind of farming industries and the materials that we use and get from there. So who's going to be talking about that project, which I'm really looking forward to. What, wow. What Do you do you know how it links our farming industry? 
the, ah. the, what's going on in the Western Sahara? Can There's a, a material that they sort of get from the desert there and bring over here phosphate. And, yeah, so he's kind of looking at that disputed land in Morocco and he was in the camps there and he's done a few newspapers mm. which are really interesting designs but also kind of have this wealth of material and essays and interviews with people there. So he's going to be discussing that project, which will be pretty pretty exciting. He mm. recently exhibited out at the Douse in an exhibition created by Melanie Oliver called Political Ecology Now, which looked at, it was a collection of artists that were kind of looking at various environmental issues in their work. Mm. Um, and then at 2pm we have Cassandra, no at 2pm we have Kate and Patane talking about Art in Australia, which is an art magazine that recently went through a little bit of a revamp. So they've gone from, I guess, what you as a fairly traditional art magazine to having part of it online, starting to look more like a journal and doing lots of other events and publishing activities around that. So that'll be a really interesting conversation and how the landscape of arts publishing has changed and what mm. new models might look like. And then at 3pm we have Cassandra Barnett who will be discussing her contribution in the recent anthology Black Marks on a White Page which has been really popular and everyone's been talking about. So yeah, I'm really interested in the conversation with that publication, how visual arts sits along these really incredible stories from all across the Pacific and Oceania and yeah she's going to be talking about that so quite a lot of different points of of discussion but that yeah the events just really about considering you know how artists work in print and what it is that they're looking at and why that's interesting so it should be a fun day so people can pop in in and out throughout the day if any of those conversations sound interesting so Wednesday to Saturday. Saturday's a big day of conversations in mm -hmm. art, in, about art in print. Mm -hmm. um, and all of that can be found on Facebook if you look for Enjoy Public Art Gallery. Yeah, the events are all there. All there, all <laughs> of that information. Great. Louise, thank you so much for joining us today. That was awesome. Oh, well, thank you for having me. It's uh, easy to talk about what I love, so. <laughs> Good. Good. Oh, I'm glad. Radio 106.1 FM. You're listening to B-Side Stories, uh, stories of the people who make Wellington tick. I'm Laura. And I'm Sapir. Hey, please uh, listen to B-Side Stories on demand by going to our SoundCloud page or our iTunes page. You can subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. If you have a favorite app like Podcast Addict, where you like to download radio shows on your phone and listen to them whenever you're on the bus, uh, you can get B-Side Stories that way. B-Side Space Stories. It's so convenient. I mean, it's great if you're with us at 5pm, but you don't have to be. You don't have to, you be. Don't have to be. I, I know um, sometimes you want to listen again. 
<laughs> and uh, the other thing I'll shout out is our Facebook page, uh, B-Side Stories. We're on Facebook. Um, we also have a WordPress page, which is sorely out of date. And um, you should follow us, like us, and support the artists and amazing people that we have on. That program was brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard. Thanks, New Zealand On Air, for funding the Access Internet Radio Project.